It is a disturbing reality that child sex trafficking exists in our world. Many people think this unforgivable crime is isolated to the dark corners of the world where law and order are in short supply. In recent years it has come to light that this inexcusable offense is much more widely spread than was previously thought. During the 2016 United States presidential election cycle, an incident brought the idea that a ring of high-power politicians were using secret messages and symbols to organize a child sex trafficking ring. What ties did a Washington DC pizza parlor have to the most despicable of crimes? Why were the reports not fully investigated by the FBI? What evidence supported these claims in the first place? Sit down with Zell, Braden, and Andrew as they discuss the Pizzagate Conspiracy. Theorizing Case File 74 A Ring of Kitty Diddlers. Oh, shit. <laughs> just, uh, I, just a fair warning we're going to talk about some sensitive subjects. So if you're uh, easily offended, maybe maybe skip the skip this one. See, what I'm, I'm what I'm glad is right off the bat, you guys are sending out a warning because when I got told we're going to be discussing Pizzagate. You know what I mean? I get I get ready. I get hunkered down to do some research, and I'm ready to go. And yeah, I'm right. like, so you're like fucking Kawabunga. Well, yeah, I'm like fucking. What kind of space pizza are we learning about today? Like, <laughs> is this something to do with Stargate sending pizzas through? Like, what kind of what the fuck is this? And then just it went dark real quick. I was shook. I still am a little bit shook, but some weird shit. Oh man, some weird shit. shit. First things first. Let's get into some space news. Yeah. This is from. I gotta pull up who this who sent me this because anyone who sends me space news, I'll give them shoutouts now, rather than just pretending passing it off as my own. This was from uh, Luke eight two three zero. He said China is planning a probe or a lunar landing on the dark side of the moon. Um, Aliens. So yeah. So that's uh. It's legit. You can look it up. The China has planned it. Hopefully, wait, was that manned? Or like was that said. manned or droned? Droned, not manned. Droned. Not manned. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're not allowed to. Man is not allowed to go back. Yeah, man can not go back to the moon. Um, I don't know, what else we got for space news? Uh, space news. Oh, for fuck's sakes, man! I'm using the worst setup of all things here. NASA approves load and go fueling for SpaceX. Commercial crew launches. So basically, uh, NASA passed that SpaceX has uh, passed enough tests. The Falcon 9 can just land at the Space Center, load up, drop off, and peace out. They don't have to sit there for to do the checks that other spaceships have to do. They go through a bunch of checks. Basically, they figure it'll be a 35-minute turnaround from docking, loading, unloading, to leaving. So it's kind of cool. Get, cool. Things are picking up up there. What else I got here? Uh, nope, that's a bad one. Negative. Fucking iPad, iPads, man. iPads are the worst. Well, if I got, I got a quick one here to add into the space force. Oh shit! Yeah. 
one of the first things they're going to be doing, I guess. Lockheed Martin's awarded a $2.9 billion contract to replace their anti-missile satellites up in space. So, I don't know. They have... I didn't even know they had anti-missile satellites already. That's insane. Oh, I'm sure they've had them since, like... That's probably some of the first satellites to go up. So, do they, like, shoot lasers or what? No, they're just, like... I think they just detect, like, missile launches from Russia and China or wherever else they have a... Alleged. It sends a signal back to Earth. Yeah, it's like a, they... the early detection, I guess. is like the, okay. I don't know. They're, they're upgrading them. Three new ones. I like the idea of lasers better. Well, I mean. I mean, like just yeah. some type of Death Star type laser that just fucking. Just blows them right out of the laser, sky. Boom. Bam. Blows. Merka. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking right. Prime the lasers. <laughs> Ever, basically, Canada's been on fire. All of British Columbia's been on fire for the past couple of weeks. The fires have gotten so bad that you can see the smokes from British Columbia from NASA satellites. NASA posted some crazy, smoky satellite images from space where you can clearly see just smoke everywhere. It's cool that they can see that because us here can't even see 10 feet in front of us. Man, it's fucking ridiculous. I drove Kelowna to Calgary to play a show. The whole way was this smoky. Like it's fucking just nuts. thick, disgusting smoke. You can't see any, you can't see the mountains. You can't see shit. Like it is crazy. And you actually like, when I came inside, I kind of like smelled myself. It's like, I smell like campfire just from being out oh, totally. on the outside. It's insane. No, I've like, we've gone to a few rugby practices and it's, it feels like you're like swallowing razor blades. Like I fucking think. Any, any type of exertion just destroys your throat. I know. It's fucking gross. It's good up here in the North. Blue skies right now. It's nice. Is there? Isn't, uh, isn't yeah. Prince George like. There was a picture of Prince George like yesterday or the day before that the sky was black at three like three p.m. like just the street, yeah, street was, lights yeah, were on. Yeah, insane. It looked like it when it was eclipse. Yeah, so weird. It's the smoke is so bad up here. No issues. Clear. I can see like if I look at my horizon, I can see a smoky horizon. Like, oh, I'm in God's cradle, I guess. <laughs> God's cradle. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anything? You guys got any other quick space news? Negative. I can't I can't Negative. see past uh past the tree line, so yeah. There's not been no space watching going on. All right, well I got the new segment here. Uh well he sneaks around the world from <laughs> Kiev to Carolina. He's a sticky fingered filter from Berlin to Berlise. He'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Mr. Conspiracy. He's in Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. Uh, how's, how's he liking it? <laughs> ah, he's liking it better than Cambodia. Um, he recently signed up for Instagram, so follow his Instagram at Mr. Conspiracy ATT. He's been posting pics of uh, his travels and getting beaked at the same time and get, already. Get beaked, yeah. <laughs> I like someone. Someone's like, I really dislike you, and he's like, the feelings mutual. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you. Uh, before I get into we get into the new case file of the week, you had a story you wanted to tell us. Why don't we get to that first? Oh yeah, here, just another happened to a friend of a friend. Yeah, happened to a friend of a friend, and I'm just gonna put myself in the situation because it's easier to talk about, right? Much easier. So this happened about like two weeks ago. It's a Friday night. Not gonna say the exact date, you know, because you might not believe me. But it was a Friday night. We get called to a potential overdose, and you know what I mean. Let's let's just say this is in Kelowna in the downtown area, not. Can either confirm nor deny if it is in Kelowna. And we pull up to this house. Dispatch comes on. They're like, hey, listen, we don't have, uh, there, there, there's no fire available. No firefighters are available. They like to send cops to us too for these overdoses in right. like sketchy areas with history. 
And they're like, we don't have any police available either. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's okay. We're a couple of, my partner, he's a pretty big dude. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, we'll be safe. We'll be fine. So we pull up to this house and it's like, and get out. There's people in the, the front yard, just like sitting on lawn chairs, drinking forties and music's pumping from the house. And all the windows are like, kind of like boarded up. And you're like, wow, this place looks like fucking post Katrina, like just fucking gross. Right. It's like a dog walking by on the grass, like just dragging his ass. Like it was bad. Right. So we're like, okay, so Hey guys, where, where are we going? I love, like, oh. I love how that's our, our staple of a bad neighborhood. In any story is if there's a dog dragging ass. There's a dog just dragging his ass. You know what I mean? You can't take care of your dogs. It's a bad neighborhood. Oh, fucking right. Right? And nobody even seemed to give a shit of that, like, you know, there's a potential overdose happening or whatever, right? Like, nobody looked that concerned. So I'm like, okay, this is a fucking bullshit call probably, right? So guy opens the door. We walk in and there's people standing on either ends of the staircase. And you go up and there's like just plumes of smoke and like... It wasn't really, I don't think there was a strobe light, but it was, you know what I mean? It was weird, right? Like, and you're kind of just trying to get people out of the way and, okay, where are we going? They're like, oh, in the bedroom over there. So we go in and this guy's cracked out looking girlfriend's kind of like standing there being like, he's not breathing, he's not breathing. We're like, okay, uh, calm down, you know? And from what we could see, he's kind of crumpled up on the bed and you walk in this room and there's just glass all over the ground, glass everywhere, broken mirror, the window's broken and that's why the, there's a big board up on the window and there's spray paint all over the walls. It's just the weirdest thing. So I'm like, yeah, you need to, t- can you turn on the light, please? Like asking questions about the patient, doing a quick exam. And on a quick exam, it looks like a, like a typical narcotic overdose, right? Like he's, yeah. he's in respiratory arrest. Like he's apneic. He looks a little blue. You're like, okay, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, we'll start bagging this guy, giving him artificial respirations. Um, you know what I mean? Check his pulse and I'll get my partner, you know, dra- drop some Narcan, you know, naloxone. That's kind of our drug or antagonist counteracting drug yeah it's our antagonist to the the opioid and as i'm kind of like you know checking this guy's vitals i'm trying to rouse him a bit right like give him a nice little sternal rub and he kind of moves a bit so i was like oh shit okay maybe it's not you know maybe it's not not a complete you know it's not that bad so do a set of vitals and it turns out he is breathing on his own just shallowly and you know what i mean his oxygen saturation levels are just a little bit below normal so i'm like you know what no big deal we'll get some oxygen on him we'll try and rouse this guy you know, and people keep opening the door and we're like, hey, stop, stop, right? And the music's just fucking blaring. And I, like, I don't know why, but it's just stuck in my head. It was like, sound like, you remember that old song, Stan- Sandstorm? Yeah. Like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> you know, like that's on. And, dee, 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 dee. And, you, were, and, and you were at a blade, you were at a blade party? Well, it feels like it, man. Like, so I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, it's weird. It's like, is this the fucking 90s here? Like, well, no, seriously. Like, so the song's building, right? The song's building. And I'm, you know, I'm pumping up the blood pressure cuff. He's got oxygen on him. We're holding off on the Narcan for now because he's breathing on his own. And I'm about to get a blood pressure cup. And he opens his eyes and we're like, oh, hey, buddy, like you're safe. Like, you know, we're the paramedics. And he's like, he's like, is he still here? Is he still here? I'm like, well, no, no, calm down, man. I'm like, it's all good. Everybody in the rooms, you're safe. Like, it's fine. He's like, he's like, no, you don't understand. Is he still here? Is he still here? I'm like, you know, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, man. Like, just calm down. And then. Like, I swear, like, within minute, like, seconds of the fucking, the big, dr- the drop in the song, you yeah. know, where it kicks in the techno, <laughs> I get these two arms underneath both my armpits, and I get driven through the fucking drywall in this house. Like, fucking. Get out. Within, within seconds, this guy's got me in the air and through the drywall, and he's not even a big dude, right? And I have no time to react. 
So not only is there a little bit of piss dripping down my leg, my partner's like looking at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know. So my partner jumps <laughs> on his back, starts wrestling him, and I'm trying to wrestle this guy down. And people are opening. Right? And I'm going, like, this guy tosses me fucking over his dresser. My partner's on him. I jump on him, and we're wrestling with this guy, which seems like a fucking eternity. Like, we feel, probably was like two minutes. Felt like fucking like 40 minutes. And this entire time, people are opening the fucking door. I'm like, oh shit, close it in, right? Like, you know what I mean? And, and like, the cops come, and we're like, thank fucking God. Didn't really change much. There's, two RCMP officers and me and my partner full on like in full fight mode with this guy trying to restrain this. You know what I mean? So then I get on my mic as we're wrestling this guy. Cause we got a little bit of help. And the only way to really deal with these type of people, cause you, you like anybody on any type of like stimulant drugs are at a really high risk for cardiac arrest, right? Hearts is going, their hearts just pumping like fucking crazy. So it's really not safe just to handcuff them and take them. Right. And not only that, we couldn't fucking, the cops couldn't get handcuffs on this guy. This guy was fucking ragdolling two grown or four grown men. Like we were getting, so I'm on my mic calling for the advanced life support paramedics, which they sedate people. They have, you know what I mean? They have sedatives. So I'm like on the mic being like, Hey, can we get, uh, you know, like 41 or 40 alpha here? Like code three, please. Like trying to be nice and calm. And they come flying in five minutes later and they're like, yeah, we knew we needed to hurry because we could hear the guy fucking screaming on the radio. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so whatever. We're, we've got this guy kind of like at a crucifix, right? And I'm on one of his arms. My partner's on one of his arms and the cops are on his legs and we're got him like, just like, you know what I mean? Pinned down on this bed while they're drawing up the meds to inject him, right? To sedate him. And I'm like looking around on his walls. You know what I mean? And I'm, reading what the spray paint says and like i fucking swear in clear writing clear writing like it was spray paint so really not that clear i guess i should say i could have sworn i could make out grinning man oh get the fuck out of here like grinning man like the face of grinning man no the word grinning Grinning man man. grinning man and this guy he's sitting there and he's mumbling 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 and you can kind of hear what he's saying and it's still here and he's no he's 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 asking he's like he's still here and as we're fucking Kind of just trying to, we're injecting him with, with the midazolam, the sedative. He's, he's like kind of dozing all in and out. And he's like, why is he smiling? Why Weird. is he smiling? And I'm pinning this guy's arm down. Right. And that's not, this isn't even the scariest part. Cause this was the most emasculating thing I've ever experienced. He's like, like, you know what I mean? You guys are my friends. You know me. Everybody listening doesn't know me, but I'm not a very big guy, but you know what I mean? I work out a lot. I'm a pretty, I'm pretty strong for strong for what? Yeah. I like, I'm a strong guy. And this guy that I'm holding down is not even that big. And I'm, so I'm holding his arm and I'm almost like saddling his fucking arm too. Right. Like as I'm pinning it down with my arm, I'm almost saddling it. And he's kind of dozing in and out and he like turns over and looks at me and he's, he's like, why is he grinning? And he lifts his fucking left arm up with me on it. He like a bicep you? curl, man. Like just fucking lifting me. And I'm like, oh my God, we're Jesus. in trouble. Guys up. It's fucking Benny Hill music's playing. We're chasing this guy around the room trying to fucking get him down. It Usually it takes us between five and 10 milligrams of this certain drug, midazolam, to sedate people. Yeah. It took us 45. Get the fuck. I get some demonic strength or something. No. Well, here's the kicker. We get him in the hospital. No idea. Show up the next day. I go check in the hospital. I go check in with the nurses. I'm like, so what ended up happening with that guy? And they're like, no idea. Absolutely no idea. His talk screen, everything came back negative. 
No and drugs? Like, and I'm like, I'm like, where the fuck is he now? She's like, he's in psych. And he's like the most polite, nicest person you'll ever meet. What? And you can see this little psych holding room when you go down to this hospital, when you're walking by it. And we were walking back from the from the emergency department to go back to the ambulance. And I could just see him kind of like head cocked with a big smile on his face, just kind of like looking out the window. And I'm like, full body shivers. What? Isn't that fucked? That is fucked. Isn't that fucked? fucked. So he just had some type of superhuman strength. He pretty much curled you then. He didn't get me all the way up off the ground, but you he's could feel like, him. Oh yeah, like he oh, was putting yeah. some fucking pressure on. Oh yeah, and I was pushing. I'm pushing down. Like, like if I'm, you were any weaker, you might have just overpowered you with one uh, arm. The only way I got his arm back down is I like put him in an arm bar, pretty much. I had crazy. To. It was fucked, man. And like, I don't know. It was just weird. Maybe I, maybe I hit my head hard when he put me through the fucking drywall and was hearing things. But I swear, I swear to you, I saw on that wall grinning man. Weird. I know. I kind of want to go back to that place and like look around and see, but obviously you can't. Anyways, that's my story. Yeah, that's crazy. It's fucked up. Happened to a friend of a friend. Exactly. That's the story yeah. that I heard from people. That uh, definitely didn't. Happen Andrew, to me. you'll like this. Something started naturally the last time we were recording. People just a couple of people just randomly started. We were like, "Oh, ask us anything," and they'd like go to ask us weird questions on Instagram and shit. And they started just naturally saying, hashtag asking for a friend. Yeah, I really got to ask them. That's funny. So now that's our new thing is hashtag, any weird question, hashtag asking for a friend, of course. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right. Well, uh, Zell, should we fire up the Randomatron X3? Load it up. All right. Uh, fire it up right now. <laughs> Cryptids. Oh, cryptids. Let's see what's pulling up. Do we have a... That's the printer. All right. Everyone can um, tell it's a perfect sound effect. That is really good. <laughs> oh, Bigfoot. Oh, El Nasty. This is uh, the fall, November 24th, 2017. In Missouri, in Mayors County. November 24th, 2017. Two of us were coyote hunting at night on our property. My friend was sitting at the end of the field in a hunting blind, and I was going to walk to the edge of the woods towards him to try and kick up some coyotes. While walking up, I could hear something walking down the woods below me. Appearing to keep up with my pace, I thought it might be coyotes. So I whistled to my friend. He whistled back, and then whatever was in the woods below me also whistled. I picked up the pace. Due to that kind of freaked me out. Twice I whistled. Twice something in the woods below whistled. I was close to the hunting blind by then and picked up my friend. We went to the other side of the field quickly, got back to our vehicle. When driving back to my house, we crossed the creek, and as we pulled into the field right below our house, there it stood. At first, the headlights were not on it, and I was trying to figure things out in my head of what possibly could be the big... Well, this isn't me reading, this is the bad spelling of the story. 
what possibly could be the big of a creature on our property. It was about 60 yards below our barn. When my headlights hit it, the creature stood there for less than a minute. My friend and I both got a good look at it. It had long, shaggy hair. Its eyes reflected orange. Its arms were attached at its shoulders. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. This is our breakthrough in the case. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> its arms were attached You could at stop the there and shoulder. I'd be terrified. Wow. Riveting. Where else would they be fucking attached? You know what? You could just delete that sentence, whoever wrote this. And left that out because that's what I imagine. If it was coming out of anywhere else, then you could have added it into the story. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it stood seven and a half, eight feet tall. It looked at us and then, not in a hurried way, turned around and walked back into the, the-, the cedar thicket. Our border collie took off after it, and we grabbed our guns and headed towards where it went back into the woods. Our dog came back rather quickly and and we did not go much further because it was gone this was late at night but the next morning when my dad went out to do the feeding the goats are usually very skittish but that morning they hugged around his feet and would not let him away from them we had not told my parents about what we saw the night before because they were in bed when we got back when my mom walked out of the other side of the house that morning, she made the comment, wondering what a horrible smell on that side of the house. Two evenings later, my parents were putting Christmas lights on the house, and something to the right side of the house, down in the woods, let out a long, long squall. <laughs> I don't really know what a squall. That's my. That's, I, I think that's, that's a squall. <laughs> That's about right. Then the coyotes, then the coyotes started yelping on the left side of the field. <laughs> and then another squall from the right side was heard. And the horses came running to the house. <laughs> It was not the coyotes squalling. The horses have never been afraid of coyotes. They yelp every night. My parents were both a little on edge with what they heard. My dad has lived in the house for 30 years and is an avid outdoorsman, but never had heard anything like that. Since that night, there have been two more sightings within a mile from the first sighting. One sighting was when my friend was headed home and had our border collie with him. He was passing an abandoned home with an open area right across the road. Our dog started going nuts, trying to get out of the window. He slowed down and looked at it. It was on all fours, about 15 yards off the road in an open area between two junk vehicles. When he stopped, it stood up and then quickly went into the woods. See, I would with that. I would like to. Uh, I would like to know: was it on all fours and ran on all fours into the woods, or stood up and ran? Because I was like, as soon as you say all fours, I think bear. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, my dad, myself, and my friend went back to check out the area. 
We found where it had been standing, but it was on grass and just smashed down. It was raining when he saw it, but the area is grassy, not muddy. Hmm. The night after the second sighting, seeing it between two abandoned vehicles, my friend came back and picked me up, and we attempted to find the path that it had taken. When we traveled through the woods down to a cave, the smell was rotten. We looked around with flashlights, but we never did see anything again. That's the end of that uh, Bigfoot story. Interesting. Missouri, 2017. It's hard because like, the first time, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you saw something. But then the, as soon as you say all fours, I'm like, eh. As soon as someone says all fours, I lean to bear. And you're just too far away and your imagination plays some tricks. Interesting. But that's the... Uh, that's the cryptid case of the week. Cryptid case of the week. All right. Well, we don't have Dan here. So, Zell, are you going gonna to summarize? I'm going to, after, after we talk about Pizzagate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you on a little journey. Please. I got some stuff I've been researching. Take us on a magic carpet ride. Yeah. Show us it, a whole it's, new word. Similar, similar to Pizzagate, but. Can, same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Exactly. Yeah. The, the whole Pizzagate thing, it all started about a month before the 2016 election. Convenient. With those hacked emails from WikiLeaks about between uh, Hillary Clinton and John Podesta and others. And a handful of those messages pretty much contained weird, like cryptic, not even cryptic, just like weird, like seemed like coded messages almost that didn't really make sense between conversation between two adults via email. There, there's, there's absolutely no way that it's not code for something. It's something. It's got to be. We can't, can, well, they, they, they don't make sense if they're not, if it's not code for something. There's some of these emails, there's no explanation that like there, it's obviously has to be code. So, okay. The whole thing started with these emails. So Andrew, do you have a couple that... A couple of the craziest ones you want to just read to people. Well, I don't like. I I can say like just I, you know what I mean. Why we think they're codes? You've got stuff like between between two people. Like I'd love to get a pizza for an hour. Right. You know what I mean? Like what you know? Like that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Two like adults don't say that. No, two adults like, don't don't the, say that. There another one. Says I want to get a pizza for an hour. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. That's, and then, like, I, I was reading another one that said the realtor found a handkerchief with a map on it that seems pizza related. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? The whole, yeah, the whole email is that seems pizza related. Is it yours? They can send it if you want. I know you're busy, busy so feel free not to respond if it's yours or you don't want it. Uh, then back from John Podesta to Susan Sandler. I'm not sure who the Susan Sandler is, but it's mine, but nothing to worry about. That one just, that seem, doesn't seem that one too crazy, but it's just like a weird. Well,. Yeah, and there, there, there's stuff like you know, has a map pizza related. Well, yeah, and and stuff like you know what I mean, like you know, mentioning Obama's name and being like, you know, there was there was a shipment of, you know, some odd thousand pizzas and hot dogs to the White House, and it's like, well, you know that that White House isn't bringing food like that in because it's a security risk, you know, and then what the fuck? Yeah, it's so fucking weird, man. And the weirdest thing about this too is, okay, so we know that they're talking in code, and. One way that like it's been proven that these words have been interpreted with have been pedophilia rings. Yeah. Right. And like it, it's a known fact. Well, it's it's a known fucking fact to me now. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't know this, but now I do. That like for instance, hot dog is code for a boy, pizza is code for a girl, cheese pizza is code for a little girl, pasta is code for a little boy, walnuts are 
code for brown boy, so I'm a walnut. You're a walnut, I'm yeah. I'm a walnut, yeah. And and these these words are used completely out of context that you know what I mean? That they've uncovered. Just, like it just, just on a just on a quick side note about that fucking creep John Podesta. So one of our one of our fans on Instagram was like, Oh hey, you guys are doing Pizzagate? This is kind of related, but like apparently some people like got some audio from some like like pedophilia videos of John Podesta. And it's, it's just an audio file of him singing the Caillou theme theme song. Oh my fuck. And there's like a, and it's terrifying. And there's a, you can hear like a kid in the back being like, like stop. Like I'm, I'm like screaming. I'm just a kid. And he's like singing the Caillou theme song. And it's actually fucking terrifying. Well, to be granted, fucking terrifying. I would be telling him to stop too. Cause I remember that theme song. It fucking sucked. That show was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> remember that show? <laughs> fuck. But yeah, like it, it, it's, this, these these Podesta brothers, just like, not only do we have these emails, but like we have a lot of other stuff that we can go into. We're going to go into detail about that. Just paint these guys as shady and at the very least would, would you know what I mean? Would warrant some type of deeper investigation into these fucking weirdos because there's too many, too many for this to be just, you know, like happenstance, like, you know what I mean? Circumstantial. There's way too much shit behind this, and yet there have been absolutely no inv- investigations into these guys. Like, absolutely nothing. It's, it's, it's fucked. It doesn't yeah, make the, any sense. The main story is this was, all, this was a fake news story drummed up by the internet, and there is no connection between a place called Comet Ping Pong and Pizza. Oh, I got a lot about that fucking Podesta place. or anyone else alleged in these emails to be involved in some type of, if nothing else, some type of shady coded wording of something if this was anybody else if this was me you anybody else that had this man we'd be be looked into we'd be in fucking jail you know what i mean you got a picture on your phone that you got from a fucking another girl when you were underage and she was underage and that picture's still on your phone and you're a year you know what i mean that's child pornography yep right and you would go down for that could do you know what i mean like it's it's fucked that this i don't know like it's weird that there's just no it was just brushed aside like it was nothing at all and well, because they say they have no no relationship between Comet Ping Pong and Podesta, but then when you go through the emails, do. dozens and dozens of things relating to Comet Ping Pong, which is just a, a pizza joint slash ping pong shop. A mom and pop pizza place. In, like not like a Chuck E. Cheese chain. It's like yeah, mom and pop. In Washington, D.C., you know, owned by normal people. Owned by GQ's ranked 49th most powerful person in Washington. Right, the owner of all he fucking is is a he. All he is is a owner of a pizza place, but yet he's the 49th most pow- powerful person in Washington. James Elephantis is his name, and he owns Comet Ping Pong, and a few other establishments just around that area. And he, people from the Democratic Party, Obama, Clinton, all these people have been to his thing. They've hosted fundraisers and parties, donated to him, donated to this guy. Twenty two thousand dollars. He runs really a he, he runs a ping pong slash pizza shop so on these emails not only are they mentioning stuff like different types of pizzas hot dogs you know what i mean in the complete wrong context weird shit like that there's mentioning uh multiple occasions of spirit cooking have you ever heard of spirit cooking before some type of fucking yeah we uh we dark magic like it's like the weird sex rituals it's kind of like a crowley thing yeah they they do these weird rituals where they paint with like semen and blood and spit and and like many famous people have been tied to this yeah you know what i mean like celebrities all that type of stuff and it's it's the person that like i guess founded is that her i'm gonna butcher her name but marina 
Abramovic. That's that's pretty good, I think. Uh, you know what I mean? And and what what she's she's famous for you know art, right? And then she hosts these spirit weird cooking. weird art. Yeah, really weird art, like things like art. She's painting pictures of cannibalism. You know what I mean? Children in weird situations that you know might might questionable. Yeah, like construed as kind of in the pedo type. You know what I mean? Could easily be interpreted as some type of pedophilia. Totally. So and then she's she hosts these famous parties where. You know what I mean? Like they have food that's made to look like people. They eat the food off of people's naked bodies. You mean, what do you mean? What do you mean to look like Fusilli Jerry? (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so whatever. Spirit cooking, (laughs) fucking weird. And the Podesta brothers are known to have a lot of art from this lady already, right? He's got, it's been seen. They're big fans of this lady. This one I found really weird too because it originally caught my, my attention because- like, I don't know if you guys, have you guys read uh, Watchmen or seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. One of the bad guys in Watchmen, his name is Moloch, the wizard, the dark yeah. wizard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in one of these emails, they mention being like, hey, yeah, she's, it's, it's written to Hillary Clinton. She's like, I sacrificed a chicken in, in my backyard for Moloch. Moloch. Right. And not only is Moloch this bad character in Watchmen, but he, I guess he's an ancient Canaanite god that's associated with children's sacrifice and chicken Listen, normal people don't send these kind no, of emails fuck no you know what i mean and never weird... have i been like hey andrew as a joke let me send you this email like hey man i just fucking murdered a chicken in my backyard for fucking uh Moloch. Bacob, for Bacob. Yeah, yeah, for Bacob. Yeah. yeah you know what i mean you don't you no. don't it's uh, you can't you can't construe that as an inside joke to me between two fucking elderly politicians it's it's just you know what i mean like it's too fucking weird, man. It's too fucking weird. And if it's like if it's like some type of weird humor, like some like, you know, college time humor between these politicians, like why 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 where do they come up with why Moloch? Out of all like the ancient gods and all like all anything you could anything you could find if from Dungeons and Dragons or anything. Holy, or if Watchmen. it's some weird fucking college humor, you would think that you'd be like, All right, here's the backstory of this inside joke. That would be better than having people be like you're sacrificing kids or raping totally. kids. Like, and they don't, they're like, no, just forget about it. Like, uh, well, it's all good. And another weird thing too is, so you know how we, like, there hasn't really been any whistleblowers yet. And most of this, this investigation has been spearheaded by people, right? Like independent, independent yeah. people. And within, see now there was a little bit of, like I, I couldn't exactly, I've, I've read some sources that say this, this article was tweeted like within days of, of the leak, right? Oh, yeah, it took off on social media. Yeah, yeah. But this took off on social media. I guess the FBI released a declassified document on how to decode and spot like hidden language for pedophiles within days of this coming out. Like just randomly. Yeah, we're going to tweet this out. Before or after this came out? After this came out. So it's like, yeah, this is... Uh... You know what I mean? And that, that, that document is full with all this fucking pizza shit and hot dogs. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. It's very coincidence. I don't know. All the words mat like if you look at it as a pedophilia thing, all the words match up, and the weird, weird way to like weird coded messages between an email. I don't know. There, there's no doubt in my mind that this is code. Code for now, sure. Now, are we stuck on pedophilia because that's the whole that's basis behind Pizzagate? Could it be drugs? Could it be something? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but. Look, with the look. major players involved, with these major players like Podesta, and then we're going to get to Elefante in a bit. Like, 
you got to fuck it. It, it. It's just, these guys are screaming fucking Nambla memberships. You know what I mean? Like you think these guys, these are man boy lovers. Like, it's, a, it's not a hard conclusion to draw. No, like all you got to do is look at that. I, it's private now, but look at James Elefante's fucking Instagram. Okay, let's go down. As, so just James Elefantis, right before this Pizzagate thing happened and he made his account private and like restricted, people grabbed all these pictures off his Instagram. Screenshot, you can still find them. You can still find them. They're all over. They're not hard to find of weird, first of all, weird comments on pictures of young children. Weird pictures of like girls with like their arms taped up to a table and they look happy and you can tell like uh, whatever that is, is just weird. Maybe, I don't know why you tape girls' hands to the table. As a professional person, and now not only is this, this is, this is fucking Johnny Comet. This is the name, this is the Instagram account that's attached to your professional place. This is your professional business and you have kids taped up. You don't see Papa, you don't have to see Papa John with a fucking, some kids tied in a trunk of a car on his Instagram. No, he did get, just gotten some shit for some stuff about hating black people or something, but you know what I mean? Like this is fucked. This is, and you know what the, the debunking of it is? He publicly admitted that to the pictures, but he claimed that they're all of kids he knew. It had nothing to do with kids from the pizza shop. They're kids of family and friends, and they've been misinterpreted. But then you read some of the, like, the comments on the side of him. Oh, born to fuck and all and, like, this weird, weird uh, shit. What? <laughs> what? What? In the butt. I didn't see that. People are commenting, like, what, what? In the butt and murder room and stuff. And, like, so, like, not only that, you know what the fucking profile picture for his Instagram account was? What is it? It's, so it's a Greek god, Antinous. And this Greek god, like, is fucking known for being a known, like, to being a pedophile. Right? And, okay, I get it. Back in back in the day in Greece, there was a lot of this shit going on. But, like, his, like, godly feature was the fact that he loved little boys. And that's his fucking profile picture. And there, there's weird shit like that. There's one picture of a baby just sitting on a hammock. Jimmy Comet tags it or messages on it, comments on it, whatever. Why does daddy like butt? So fucked up. Like who? Why? 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 Do you know what? You know what the slogan? You know what Comet Ping Pong and Pizza slogan is? Play, eat, drink. P E D. They and they, and then from that same FBI document, they said like, like these rings and like secret like organizations will use will use these type of like abbreviations in their words to kind of like signal to other pedophiles that that's part of it. Okay, now this is right. this is this is weird. This is really fucking weird. Take your take your phone and go to Google Translate and write hold on, hold on. and and go from English, we want to go from English to French. Okay? English to French. Google Translate. Yeah. Google Translate. And now don't play it but just read what it says, okay? So so go into English and type the yeah, words. English. In English type the word I like children. Uh, and look what it translates hold, to. Hold on, hold on. Don't I want it, I want it to reveal at the same time. Okay. Oh, hold on. To French? Yeah. I'm going doing it real time. Get out. Isn't that not fucked up? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Real time. Isn't that fucked? Uh, That's fucking weird. Do you man. get it, Braden? I type in I like children in English. Yeah, yeah. and then to translate it to French. Oh my god! Isn't that fuck out of here, right? Like, what the fuck? What a strange coincidence that is. It's so fucked up, man. Dude, like Jamey oh. Les Elefantes, James Elefantes. What's this guy's name? James El- James Elefantes. Elefantes. Elefante. Elefantes. French, or... I like children is Jamey Les 
Efontes or Efonts or something like that. But listen, okay, it's, there's, it's similar there's a enough. coincidence. But when you're starting to get a handful of coincidences already, there's something fucking there. Something weird. Something I, weird going now, on. I, I will go ahead and say this. I will say this. The actual pizza parlor, Comet Pizza, you know, people argue that there's like nothing went on there. And I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that was necessarily allocation. I think he just owns it and that's where he flaunts it. And maybe that's where they use, use code. Cause that's a huge point of contention. They're like, that's just a family pizza place. But it doesn't mean like they could be when, when they refer to like the pizza, like planet ping pong, they could re- be referring to him like in that. Totally. Like we need to go to him totally. to get pizza, totally. to get pizza. It, there's right? just, and that's just the code. So, and this is just Elefante. Like you go back and you look at the Podesta brothers and this is stuff that they're not even trying to fucking hide. Like they show off their art in their house. They have he, John Podesta has a fucking statue in his house of a body in the exact same position that Jeffrey Dahmer used to murder his fucking victims with their art, their arms, arms behind, arched back on their knees with no fucking head. He has a statue of that. Coincidence, That's just coincidence. Weird. He's got he's got crazy amounts of art from this lady named Kim Noble. Okay, now this Kim Noble lady depicts in her pictures all fucking whacked out, satanic, pedo, culty shit, right? Like fire, kids, burning, like just just whacked out shit. And she's a known, she's known to suffer from um, dissociative identity disorder, right? Which is super common in people who suffer from PTSD, particularly people who suffer from childhood traumas. Right. So people with dissociative identity disorder have different personalities for all their people. And fragments, yeah. And and her one personality that paints, she's only got one personality that paints this way. Right. And the Podesta brothers own all the painting from that fucking person, like that. that persona. That persona. Isn't that fucking weird? You know why? Normal people don't have this shit. she, She paints in like, her trauma and they know like they know what it is and like. then, you know what there, there's another really weird one but i haven't looked up any theories i haven't been able to find any theories on it. i was gonna ask you guys if you heard but have you heard of that one where it's a it's a portrait of himself and he's standing there with his palms up and one hand he's got the number 14 and the other hand he's got a fish no oh, fucking weird man what is that supposed to signify no idea that's why i was trying to find like i was gonna ask you guys to see what you thought Okay, listen to listen to this. I'm gonna put the, my phone up to this is him, John Podesta singing Caillou. Oh, I don't want to. Appara- no. Allegedly, allegedly. Jesus, that's screaming like, in the background. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you can That's audibly hear a kid. You can fuck. audibly hear a kid yelling, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. Oh, man. I can't. Okay, like, well, what the on fuck? this one, like, kids scream and yell crazy shit when they're mad or throwing yeah. a temper tantrum, but still. Oh, and the way he's singing it, too. He's singing yeah. it like a childlike. You know what I mean? That was like, fucking sinis- weird. like sinister. Like, very sinister. That is fucking. So, where, where does that clip come from, though? Where does allegedly come from? Like, who, where, how uh, do you Apparently. Get that? Okay, apparently, like, someone sent it to me, and then I looked it up, and apparently some hackers uh, got an audio file from a video. Okay. And apparently, apparently this is an alleged pedo video or a snuff video. 
it's they it's not known but that's just a, a like an isolated audio clip that, that's what i could find i just pulled it up and then there's videos of him like that voice like isolated with his speaking voice and you're like okay well maybe but like i can change my voice to sound like a lot of things so it's hard to like that's why i say that yeah that allegedly that scream but with all this other creepy shit that he's a creepy guy that scream is utter fucking terror man that's not like a kids like i there's kids in my neighborhood i got tons of kids and they all just fucking scream for no reason it's what they do it's kids no, it's, i'm always poking my head out the door being like are you fucking okay like what's wrong with you why are you screaming yeah. that that is a different scream that's a terror fucking scream that's it's that, scream, that's, yeah that mean like i feel fucking it really uncomfortable right scream. now man see i would like to if that scream was isolated by itself because it's hard because the song is so sinister that i wonder if you like it just kind of like makes you feel worse not like i'm not saying that the scream like ah oh, it screams fine i'm just saying it's it's just hard i i i obviously it's a uh, alleged because but it's just fucking creepy, man. That's totally, a fucking man. creepy too video. Much, this guy's fucking creepy. There's too much shit that you can't just say this is circumstantial, man. There's too much to it. Like, you know what? Do you know what's two doors down from Comet Pizza? No. Besta Pizza. Besta what? translated from Portuguese means beast pizza. Beast pizza. Beast pizza. Do you know who owns Beast Pizza? Name? His name's Andrew Klein. Do you know what he does for a living? Other than being a fucking pizza owner? What's that? He's the director of the Human Trafficking Prosecution Unit for the DOJ. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know what the symbol for Besta Pizza is? Or was. Was? Do you know what that was? It was a pedophilia symbol. Straight out of the FBI website. Exactly. You put it, You put the two pictures up. We should tweet it or release it. But it, it's exactly the same. Braden, if you haven't seen it, look it up right now. So what I, what I did, because uh, I, I heard that Immediately after this was released, that they had a pedophilia symbol as their thing, they changed it and confirmed. I went to Google Maps. I looked up this exact pizza shop, and their logo has changed on their website and stuff. But if you go to the Google Pictures, you know, like when you when you sign up a business, I've done it before, three or four times now for carpentry and whatnot. You gotta put you put your pictures online in like a Google my like a my Google business account, and those are the pictures that come up when you search in Google, not your website pictures. Uh. But in those pictures, it's still the old, it's still the old triangle pedophilia symbol in their original pictures. So that is 100% confirmed. They, it was definitely changed. The debunking side of it is, as soon as it happened, they changed their sign because obviously they realized it was a direct connection. And the original artist, they just got some random person that drew it and they went with it. That's the debunking really, side. Really? The that Department of Justice <laughs> who prosecutes human trafficking was like, oh, What? What do you mean? That's a direct link to a pedophilia thing? That's odd. And these are the questions... Like you wouldn't be a fucking aware of that as the prosecutor. And these are the questions what, why this is such a big conspiracy. Is the, like All the stuff adding up to at least warrant some type of at least An investigation. investigation, like a local investigation, if nothing else. Right? I'm sure in Washington, D.C., there's tons of missing children. There's like any big city. Right? It's... Now... <laughs> Is there, there hasn't been any kind of big invest because it's instantly been labeled as a hoax. Am I correct? Well, it, yeah, there was no, they was labeled fake news. Everyone made a comment saying they had nothing, it was a fake news and nothing to do with it. Comment ping pong had nothing to do with the Clinton emails when in reality, they all knew each other. There is a connection. It was well, mentioned in the emails. It's crazy. Maybe these people are just looking out for themselves because like, you hear what happened to that 
Andrew Breitbart guy? No. So this guy's he's an independent journalist, and this is fucking years, years before the leaks. Right. Years before the leaks. This guy makes a fucking series of tweets, basically saying, saying, asking. Well, not saying. He's asking. He's like, he doesn't understand why John Podesta wasn't already a household name for his known influences in fucking the pedophilia, satanic pedophilia rings. And this guy knew about it years ago. Yeah, this guy knew about, he tweeted this, I think it was three to five years before the leaks. (sighs) Within days of that tweet coming out, the guy dies of a heart attack. Always a heart attack. Well, there's- Not always, but- Not only that, there was, I forget, I think his name was James Crowley. He was making a documentary on Pizzagate. Died. And he just all of a sudden decided to murder himself and his entire family. Monica Peterson sick stuff traveled to Haiti to to set like to prove the link between the Clinton Foundation and the human trafficking in Haiti. What do you think happened to her while she was down there? Dead. Uh, she's dead. She's dead. She gone. It's okay. just fucking. I don't know. It is like I get it. Haiti's a, is a dangerous place, but come on. It's fucking. It's, it's crazy. So fucking. So crazy. I'm about to drop another one on you guys. All right, let's hear it. So, have you heard of ever, ever heard of Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, the island, right? So he had what do you call it, like Orgy Island or something? So, he pretty much he was convicted of running a fucking child like trafficking ring off his private jet that flew. What, what was, it flew to an island. What was the fucking island called? I don't remember. Fucking Pedo Island. Called yeah, Pedo Island. Whatever it was, it's confirmed through through the investigation that Clinton, Hillary Clinton, was part of this like twenty nine flights. Clinton, so Epstein was like Bill Clinton's like best friend, right? So his Bill Clinton, president of the United States, his best friend goes to jail for pedophilia. And not just like low time, like he had child porn on his computer, like full on criminal, like crime ring for pedophilia. This guy goes down for it. And like, this is not, this is, this is not hearsay. This is real. He's been convicted. He's on the sex, he's on the sexual predator list. I mean, if it was anyone else, they would have probably got fucking put to death like, for anything like that. So Clinton, Bill Clinton's good, great friends with Epstein. Clinton also knows Elephantus. Part of like the Clinton Foundation. They've had fundraise, fundraisers at fucking Comet Ping Pong with this guy. Oh, yeah. Not only, but El- there's, no, there's no connection. There's no connection at all. That's what they say. There's proof that Elephantus has been to the White House at least five times. Of course he has. He's a random fucking pizza place owner. He's a nobody. But he's uh, also the top 50th most powerful people in the most powerful city in, on the planet, probably. Right? Yeah. Really? It's fucked up. So, I mean, the emails lead you down a rabbit hole, and then you all of a sudden realize there's a whole bunch of, bunch of connections, or coincidences, as they call them, that just don't it's really add up. That don't add up, man. Way too many. Now, I'm not saying it's kids, but it's probably kids. Could be drugs, could be something, but I don't know, man. Something weird's going on. All right. Ray, what do you got? Okay. So... Let me take you on a little journey. So there hasn't been much investigation on Pizzagate. But in the late 80s, there was a very similar uh, kind of outbreak of uh, child pornography and uh, occult shit that hit the news. uh, And it was investigated. This is, uh, if you haven't heard of it, there's a great book called The Franklin Cover-Up by John DeCamp. Or there's a discovery documentary called The Conspiracy of Silence 
that was mysteriously pulled before airing. That's so crazy. And the original, the original document, document, documentary, uh, was it was destroyed. <laughs> documentary. Documentary. Do- yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I, it was destroyed. So the only version you can find online is a rough cut that sometimes like jumps and doesn't make sense. Yeah. So let me try to take you on this fucking absolute mind-numbing, crazy batshit story. And and link how many fucking similarities there are to this in the 80s to what we just talked about. Okay, so basically the catalyst for this coming out uh, was on September 5th, 1982. uh, There was a little boy named Johnny Gosh. And Johnny Gosh uh, was a paper boy in his neighborhood in Nebraska. And uh, he left his house at 545 and he was normally accompanied by his parents, but this morning he wasn't. And he had left the house, uh, and he had got to a corner. And I guess uh, I've never delivered paper, but I guess there's like a central courier that drops off all the bundles of paper for all the kids. Yeah. And all these kids go and meet. So he Johnny was headed to this the meeting, which wasn't too far from his house. And on the way, he got stopped at the corner. But he was in view of the other kids that were waiting for the courier. Uh, and they said this car just just sat with him. And then Johnny kind of came back to the, to the group. Um, the car followed Johnny into the group. And he was talking to all the kids. And Johnny had said to one of the other kids who testified to this, that Johnny said, this guy's really creeping me out. I'm leaving. And he left. Now, the kids say after he left and he was walking down the road, this guy flicked his dome light in his car on and off three times. And one of the kids said that a man came out of the bushes from behind Johnny and was walking behind him. The car car sped off. Uh, Johnny turned the corner and was never seen from again. Fuck. Vanished. Now, his mom... His mom, Maureen Gosh, she, she, she fucking really kept this alive. Uh, right away, something was up. He didn't come back soon enough. She's, she's running around trying to find him. Uh, finds his bundles of papers. So none of his papers have been delivered. She knows something's up, right? She, yeah. calls, the, she calls the police right away. Like, something's happened to my boy. Get to my house right now. Something's happened. It took the police 45 minutes to get to her house. In that 45 minutes, she had already talked to all the other kids. She had a description of the people. She had a partial plate. Um, she had all this information for the police. The police came and said, well, listen, it's more than likely your child just ran away. Of course. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like The kids said he was followed. There was a weird car like, are you not listening? Right? Like... He wouldn't have just run away. They're like, well, we'll wait 72 hours. How, so how old was this kid? Missing... How old were they? He was, he was 10, I think, when All he right. was taken. Um, so she's like, okay, well, this is fucking bullshit. So she starts going out to the community, right? She's going door to door. She's rounding up people to start a search. One of her neighbors says, hey, you know what's fucking weird? I made a police report two weeks ago. I saw someone in a car, similar to what you're saying, taking photos of your son. 
And I made a police report. Fuck it out. And they're like, the police are like, no, no one ever called us. But this, her neighbor, like, why would her neighbor fucking lie to her about that? It's like, yeah, I saw it. And they said, well, it's not illegal to take pictures. That's what the police told her. She should she so, have called them. I would have. Like, she she ran, she rounds up the whole town now. There's 20, 25, 30 people. They're out searching for Johnny. They're searching the woods and everything. Um, she's waiting at home for, I can't remember for why. Some of the search party comes come to her house and go like, well, what the fuck? I thought you wanted our help. I thought you wanted us to search for your son. She's like, yeah, I do. What, why? What's going on? The police chief, uh, what's his name? Oroville Cooney. He showed up at where they were gathering for the search, got on a bullhorn and said, everyone go home. He's just a runaway. He hasn't been kidnapped. He'll turn up. The search is over. I And demanded everyone leave and go home. Shut down the search. The fucking police chief what? shuts down the search. So now she's fucking pissed because she's like, it's 24 hours. She knows that like, she she just has a gut feeling something uh, something bad happened to her son, right? So this is all within the next day. So she goes, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to hire a private investigator. She, she gets a private investigator. He comes and she tells him everything. He goes, okay, well, I'm going to canvas the neighborhood. And then tomorrow I'm going to do some surveillance of the area and watch the traffic and see if there's anyone coming through that kind of, it looks familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Next morning, he's parked kind of where Johnny goes missing. He gets arrested by the police for vagrancy. They take all for his what? notes, ar- arrest the private investigator. How'd they know he was there? For vagrancy. Exactly. How did, how did they know? They just, they hooked him up. So the mom, Maureen, gosh, fucking pissed off. She calls the police chief, says, this is bullshit. This has nothing to do with you now. He's investigating for me. Like, he's my investigator. He's not doing anything illegal. Investigator was released. She contacts the FBI. The FBI come to her house. This is now after 72 hours. FBI come to her house and say, well, we can't help because no crime's been committed. Uh, and the police, the police chief says that it's not needed because there's evidence that he's just a runaway. And Maureen Gosh is like, what evidence? Like, what? what evidence? There's not... There's evidence that he was taken. Like, why isn't anyone doing anything? You guys obviously have not been watching the fucking first 48 because you're blowing it. Yeah, suits. So haven't. They're blowing so, it. Mystery, like, he's he's gone. He's, you're, we're not going to hear about from Johnny Gosh for a long time. Yeah, because the first 48, you have 48 hours to find a missing children or else your chances go way down. Or to solve a murder. Or whatever. That's it. That's yeah. So, done. the... One other thing happens before we jump jump in time. Marine's private investigator gets information from someone down the street that said a car that matched the description. She saw a car and a white van, and they loaded like a duffel, a long duffel bag that was wrapped in a sheet into a van, and then they both saw the person, and then they loaded up and took off really fast. The person thought it was weird, but didn't think anything of note because he wasn't aware that a kidnapping had just taken place you know half an hour earlier she never released that information to the police she kept that with between her and her private investigator yeah because she didn't trust the police with any of the information because she was starting to get suspicious so let's let's jump uh jump forward nine years later um there's this uh 
his name's Larry E. King, Lawrence E. King, no relation to the famous Larry, Larry King. Uh, and between like 86 and 88, he was the fastest rising Republican. And he owned what was called the Franklin Credit Union. And he also was like, he worked really closely with this uh, orphanage called the Boys Town in Nebraska. And it was basically at-risk youth and uh, like an orphanage for, you know, like young children that didn't have, like, it was like foster care kind of, right? Um, Basically, as he's the fucking Republican, his credit union loses $400,000. Just, it goes missing, right? Off the books. So it raises the suspicion of the IRS. The IRS comes to do an investigation and they find books that this Franklin E. King had been, he had like a secret set of books where he had taken upwards of $40 million from high profile donors, donors and corporations. And that income had is not accounted for anywhere with the credit union, just gone missing. Um, so the FBI, they're starting this huge investigation about this $40 million seemingly missing and, and what it was used for. That's when they start to get uh, young men and women coming forward saying they know Larry King because they would attend his parties when they were children. Hmm. Um, so basically kids start coming forward and saying that this Lawrence E. King, who is a high-ranking Republican in the late 80s, would fly these kids, would take them out of Boys Town, would fly them around the states to attend these parties where normally they'd just be servers or guests and stuff. But then once the party was over, many people would return for an after party. Oh, after an after party, they were, they were forced to perform oral sex on each other, touch each other. Uh, there was photographers. Um, they would be raped. They would perform oral sex on the guests. And basically the FBI and stuff's like, okay, well, this is this is kind of this is kind of weird. We think these kids are full of bullshit. <laughs> so they don't do anything about it. Now this this lawyer, his name is Paul DeCamp. He he's a lawyer and former Vietnam veteran, and he was a former senator. He goes into basically one of these. He goes. There's this kid in jail, Paul Bonacci, and this kid admits to abducting little Johnny Gosh nine years earlier. Shit. So this guy starts talking to, to John DeCamp, the lawyer, and he basically informs John DeCamp that like, listen, I know Lawrence E. King. He runs this high-profile sex ring. He recruited me when I was a little kid out of Boys Town. He would fly to these parties. We would do this shit. Um, like I was, he tells him he was forced to rape of a little boy, and then that boy was murdered in a place called Bohemian Grove. Get out. So John DeCamp goes like, he listens to all this shit, and he goes, all right, like, well, this is pretty outlandish, right? I don't know if I can trust this kid. Uh, this kid has some mental illnesses. He's got multiple personalities. He's got the associative... Disassociative uh, personality disorder. Ah. Exactly, yes, right? from early childhood trauma. So 
he says, listen, like, I don't believe you. I think you're full of shit. And this, this fucking kid, he's, he's 19 at the time. He goes, well, listen, ever since I was a little boy, I've kept a diary. And I've written that diary every single day. Go to my house. You can get my diaries. I've, I wrote everything in there. Go check it out. And he, this John DeCamp goes like, okay, well, I'll check it out. And if he's like, listen, if there's any, if I start to get any inkling that there's some truth to this, I will see it through. So he goes and he gets this kid's diary. And Paul Benassi, he's kept a daily diary for like 12, since he was a little kid. And he, he talks about the sex rings. He talks about the day uh, where they abducted Johnny Gosh. So he starts going, well, shit. You know, there's, there's, this is, there's stuff to this. This, this is some, uh, this is some big, big stuff. So he lets Johnny Gosh's mom, mom know, Marine. Marine meets with Paul and Paul tells, Paul tells Johnny Gosh's mom, Marine, details about scars and stuff on Johnny's body that have never been released to the public. And he also talks about transporting Johnny's body from a car into a white van, which was never released. And the only person who knew that before was Maureen because of her private investigator. Oh, what the fuck? Right? So, he, so right, it's, it's getting, get, getting pretty deep now. So he starts naming other kids that are, are in this scandal. So there's four victims that came forward. Alicia Owen, Troy Bonner, Danny King, and... Paul, uh, so basically, hold on, let me get to, flip to my notes. They named police chiefs. They named heirs to like department store franchises, store chains. They named state officials. They named district judges. They named high profile reporters, mayors. And Paul even pointed a finger at Vice President Bush, who said he attended one of Lawrence E. King's parties. And he witnessed President Bush receive oral sex from children. Oh, and he had shit. Seen him, he had seen him at these parties three to four times. So now it's getting, it's getting, what, it's what, getting what, pretty What Bush crazy. are we talking about? We're talking about Se- senior. Senior, yeah. Senior, yeah. senior. Yeah, senior. Okay. So this, this investigator's hired named Gary Kadori, And he's hired to investigate all these claims. Gary Kadori has 20 hours of video interviewings detailing the shipping of boys and little girls around uh, around the states to these lavish parties where they're forced to perform sex acts and satanic rituals and snuff films at Bohemian Grove. You can watch all his interviews with these witnesses. They're all released on YouTube. You can find them all. Crazy. Um, Kadori, Kadori makes a list... And he gets a list of 271 people that he figured were either involved, abused, or were potential witnesses. And he contacts, he contacts, what's her name here? Where did I write that down? Lauren Schmidt, who was the senator. And he warned, he warned Lauren Schmidt. He goes, listen, this is, this is actually like, there's some, this is getting some ground to it. Like there's, there's some shit going on here. It's not making sense. He said he wasn't going to turn the evidence over to the FBI 
because he had evidence that they were either covering it up or there was some widespread corruption that he couldn't just let this go to them. In the meantime, he's contacted by our next party, Rusty Nelson. What? Rusty Nelson claims that he was essentially blackmailed into being a photographer for Lawrence E. King's pedophile and snuff films with little kids. He says he started just as a photographer for the parties and there was all these high-ranking officials and then soon he was kind of entrapped into taking pictures of this the orgies and uh, at one time he was approached to uh, videotape a snuff film. He says he never came forward because of all the powerful people. He figured who would he tell and who would believe him? That's right. Like if it, if it ever came out, he'd be in a lot of trouble. He called Kadori and he says, listen, I'll give you the photographs and I've kept detailed notes, phone numbers, addresses, everything. I've kept it all. So Kadori flies his single-engine plane from Lincoln, Nebraska to Chicago on July 7, 1990 to meet with Nelson. Nelson says that meeting took place and Nelson handed over all the pictures he had ever secretly kept, including notes, diaries, dates, pictures, everything. That same day, July 7th, Kadori calls the senator and he says, listen, we've got him by the short hairs now. Like, I've got everything I need to blow this thing up. Dead. He flies home. His plane mysteriously falls out of the air, explodes everywhere. Gone. Dead. Gone. There's wit. Him and his eight-year-old son, dead. Gone. Um, there is a farmer witness said he had heard the explosion and then saw the plane apart in air as it came down. And officials say, no, it's more likely that it came and scattered everywhere and just totally said his explosion thing couldn't have happened. All his, all his things and belongings that were recovered because everything was kind of screwing around was returned to his wife, except all his business briefcases in which he brought back from Chicago. Well, they would probably been blown up anyway. Well, or they were taken. Right. So, basically, now that these four, these four people who have come forward and said, like, listen, we were part of this, Alicia Owen, Troy Bonner, Danny King, Paul Bonacci, they're now, they, they say, hey, listen, like, we were, we were kids kidnapping kids. Like, that's what we were taught to do, and that's the life we were kind of told. So, they would go and they said we would take photos of children, and we would bring them to these people, like Lawrence King and stuff, and we'd show them a catalog of kids and they would pick the kids and we would go abduct those kids. Um, it gets even fucking weirder. So then, um, Danny, Danny King and Troy Bonner, two of the people that allege all this stuff, they're visited by the FBI and they're like, listen, you're going to go to jail. This is, you can't prove it. You're 100% going to go to jail. This is the day after their, the investigator that was helping them died in this plane crash. They go, We're, you're, gonna, you're going to jail for the rest of your life unless you recant your statements. Fearing for their lives, Troy Bonner and Danny King 
both recant their statements and say, no, we made it up. The day after Kadori dies in the mysterious plane crash. Um, the FBI recruits Troy Bonner to try to point the finger at Alicia. And they have this audio phone conversation of like Troy Bonner being like, hey, listen, just say we lied. And she's like, I'm not going to fucking let these guys get away with it. I'll never say that. This happened to me. Like, fuck you. And she, she like can't, you, she doesn't admit to lying. She's adamant that this shit happened. In, tri- in court, Alicia Owen and Paul Bonacci each were found guilty of perjury and were sentenced to 25 years in jail for perjury. For trying to, for trying to bring it to light. For trying to bring it to light. Who gets 25 years for perjury, though? Exactly, right? And uh, John DeCamp, the lawyer, said, he goes, to me, this is the powers that be who are involved sending a message to any potential kid witnesses that if you come forward, this is what will happen. They tried to use Troy Bonner and pressure him in the trial, and he refused. Uh, Three days after he refused, his brother mysteriously died which enraged Troy and Troy then started to come back and say, Hey, you know what? No, this is bullshit. This actually happened to me. Guess what happened to Troy? Dead. He died. He went to hospital cause he hurt his leg. Uh, in hospital the next morning, he was found OD'd in his bed at the hospital. Drug overdose. Mm. Interesting place to do drugs. So, um, then we got, oh, it gets even weirder. Jo- so John DeCamp had been, he's still helping working with Marine Gosh, right? Uh, trying to get this shit brought to light. Marine hadn't heard from John DeCamp. They had only spoken by telephone. They hadn't, they, she hadn't heard from him in a couple years. So she contacts him and says, Hey, like, can we meet? She goes, yeah, of course. She meets with John DeCamp. He goes, Oh, it's so nice to see you again. Like, Yada, yada, like, I can't, you know, let's get to work. And she goes, well, we've, we've never met. And he goes, yeah, we have. I met you with your husband. And she goes, well, me and my husband are divorced. We're not together anymore. They go through the logs. John Gosh Sr., her ex-husband, who was, they were with at the time <laughs> their son got stolen, had started bringing a woman that looked very strikingly similar to Marine Gosh and was telling everyone this was Marine Gosh. And she had met with all, all this imposter Marine Gosh had met with all the investigators and they were then sending her the information rather than the real Marine Gosh. Weird. What the fuck? And the number and fax machine they were sending it to once discovered was obviously disconnected and could find no trace of where it was located. This is a lawyer who's like, this legit happened. Like, th- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being crazy. This legit happened. Uh, so John DeCamp, he then, he then tells the whole story to a man named uh, Bill Colby. Bill Colby used to be the head of the CIA. And Bill Colby learns all the information from John DeCamp and tells him, listen, you either, you have to, there's two things you can either do walk away and pretend this never happened or you need to get so much news coverage that something can't happen to you or to look too fishy because there's too many high ranking people in this. It's you have, there's no way out for you. Once 
couple months later after that, Bill Colby mysteriously drowns. Dead. 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 After learning about the child pedophilia ring. Dead. If only there was a common theme to all these people. So, yeah, so pretty much what you're insane. what you're saying is this Pizzagate has happened before. It's happened before. The same shit has happened before, and it all got covered up. The people involved that wanted to come forward went to jail. You know what's weird too? Is you want to know what it was another really commonly used word in those fucking emails that didn't really make much sense? And you just you mentioned it not too long ago. What? After party. Ah. That's what they think. Oh, yeah. That's what they think. The word for the actual like the event event is the, they call it an after party. Yeah, that's what all the kids referred to it as. They'd be like, "We that's go to this like dinner, weird. and then it's this after party." That's weird. Like it's so fucked up. Like that that Franklin one is absolutely crazy. And there's people still alive attached to it who are like, "Yeah, no one gives a fuck," and all this shit really happened, and no one cares. Yeah, that we could have almost done another case file just on that. It, dude, the amount of connections, I could have gone on for another hour. I've got like another 25 pages of notes. I feel like that story is almost even more interesting than Pizzagate. It's, it is because- well, there's more validity like, to it, it, which is nice, you know? It started, it started to get legs. They, they, okay, this fucking, that Rusty Nelson guy, he said, he said this Franklin King guy approached him with Hunter S. Thompson Whoa. and said, hey, we want you to record a snuff film. Whoa. And he was like, "Oh, listen, listen, I like, I'm, 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 I can't do that. I'm not doing that. You can't say no to Hunter S. And Thompson. So, Whatever he wants, you got to do it." And then, <laughs> and then they, it was him, Hunter S. Thompson, and this Colonel Asino, Asino. I can't remember his name now. Uh, and he was like, "No." And later on, I mentioned that Asino guy because this Colonel, he was caught running a pedophilia ring out of the air bases and military bases. They found 37 child pornography videotapes and snuff films on this guy. Jesus. Crazy. Like, they're linking these names, and then these guys get caught doing other stuff. They're like, yeah, it has no connection to anything that happened before. Like, it's fucking mind-boggling okay, so that this shit I, I know you can go forever on this, but, like, we're, we're, way, we're Andrew's pretty much got to go here pretty quick. So back, uh. to, back to Pizzagate. The, Frank, the Franklin thing is a Pizzagate from 30 years ago, which gained more legs because more people got involved. And Pizzagate. So if you think about it, the conspiracy is with this pedophilia ring. If that was under the guise of like George Sr., then you had Clinton, then you had Bush again, then had Obama, which has really close ties with ties with the Clintons. So you've had like, you know, a 25-year run of the same leading party in Washington, D.C. Similar stories from then to now about Pizzagate all this crazy stuff adding up Moloch and all these weird, like all this weird shit. All of a sudden Trump's not looking so bad. (laughs) 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 So I know there's more on Pizzagate, but that is pretty much the conspiracy is that the conspiracy is that there is an elite pedophile ring pretty much controlling a lot of the Western world. And when someone finds out about it, they're silenced, discredited, or they themselves are charged with pedophilia. And one of the things they say is anyone involved in like high, these high-ranking like elite pedophile like these just elite politics, especially I guess in the the DNC like in the in the states and like the in Washington, you pretty much get blackmailed that you they maybe you invite they the conspiracy is they invite you to one of these parties. So if you ever like well, squeal on it, then you are outed as a pedophile and you're like just cast out of the group pretty much. 
Well, imagine you show up and you're like, okay, there's the vice president, there's the police chief, there's the secretary of defense, there's a judge, there's the like the head prosecutor, there's this people, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, after party, they start pulling out kids. You're like, uh, and they're like, listen, you tell anyone, right? We're gonna fucking end you, and you're like, okay, well, fuck, who the fuck am I gonna tell? These are the heads of all these fucking powerful organizations and things we're supposed to trust. How the fuck am I going to tell anyone? I mean, I, I doubt that it's, I, I bet you the ring is very small still. Like there's too many coincidences. There's too many like avenues of thought that meet up at the, at some type of child or traffic trafficking of some kind for sure like it's fucking who the fuck wants to bring any kids into this world man like i don't want to reproduce after this <laughs> this is ridiculous like fuck you don't want to make a couple little hot dogs oh. you mean some fucking walnuts yeah <laughs> walnuts. walnuts and just yeah. it's like and like oh man the the paul guy like talks about like satanic rituals and like killings of kids at bohemian grove back in the 80s well like and, like, and then you had alex jones infiltrate bohemian grove and they show them like burning was it they burn moloch don't they big fucking owl statue they burn them and it's supposed to be just like a ritual and they do like they said they, do, they were doing mock sacrifices but that was in 2000 or whatever what the fuck yeah. is wrong and that's people? like a real thing like people go to bohemian grove like yeah, they go there and they know alex jones uh... alex jo- i think alex jones started out just like us, kind of. Well, because he's, he's picking too many of those amphetamines he keeps trying to sell to Well, everybody. you know what? The thing with, that's a whole other topic about Alex Jones. They're silencing him. They're eliminating free speech. Which is, they're, all they're doing is what he said they were trying to do. Exactly. Which is fucked. Like, that guy is a fucking lunatic. That's fine. He has some interesting things to say, but still, he they're, like, they're just doing what he said they were trying to do this entire time. He's, they did it. He's called them out. I bet you he's right about a, some stuff he's wrong, 100%. But... This, this guy's the nature of who that guy is is like everything's a conspiracy but some stuff he's getting right he's guaranteed f- he's, he's fucking exhausting but still yeah like uh, there's obviously some validity to what he's saying anyways um anything else about pizzagate i mean there's more there's there's talks about it's debunked by saying there's no basement at comet ping pong where supposedly that's where the murder room is or whatever Alfonte me- has mentioned a basement in fucking in multiple things yeah he said that's where they store their fucking tomatoes and all this shit is in the basement see and i i bet that's all code i don't think it has anything to do with the actual physical pizza shop location i think that's i think that's a code there is probably a basement tomatoes is probably another code word for some shit yeah maybe like if there's a, if there's a basement, like he says in another article that his other shop, what's that? It's like a, a fish and tackle, fish shop and tackle shop, which is two doors down. He owns that one too. And he said in articles that they store stuff in the basement there. And then I looked on Google maps. It's the same building. Like all, there's four, uh, four units in that building. It's like comic ping pong, best of pizza, that hunting shop and one other one. And it's all in the same building. So if there's a basement in one, you're going to be guaranteed. There's going to be a basement. That's gonna be a basement complex. They like, all fucking connect. And that's like, you start going down theories of like underground tunnels between Best of Pizza and like oh, through fuck. the basements and like, oh, I don't even know, but. I wonder if that guy changed his name to that. To James Elefante? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've also, I also looked up on Best of Pizza. It says that location is now permanently closed. Thank God. But there's another Best of Pizza now. It's like, uh, I don't know, a few blocks away or something, but whatever it is, man, there's just connections all over the place 
and then you go to the conspiracy of silence. The same thing happened then. People died. People are people died who did this, and no 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 investigation. So in order for a conspiracy to be on like this type of magnitude, everyone's got to be in. At least at least some of the heads of all those de- like all those different departments. You know. That being said, we do not believe. Pizzagate's real at all, and <laughs> yeah, do not come after us. We're not saying anything. We want it's all to alleged. Do this. It's alleged. So it's, please it's, take the risk and go research for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You're not hearing anything yeah. from us, all right? I don't want to die. Not do it no, from a, no don't do it from a work computer. You'll get the red screen for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like if this one's this one's crazy because like one, it's hard to do research because you're like, okay, well. To do research, you have to, like, you're like, I, well, I don't want to type in this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, it's fucking weird. Like, it's such a, like, it's such a fucking bad thing and bad thing in society. They, they make it, it's so hard to even, like, look up things for it. I'm burning all my notes. And it has, like, it. a lot of this stuff has legs. That's the crazy shit, is it has some legs. Man, there's convicted child predators that we're friends with the president of the United States, who's also friends with the owner of this pizza shop. So they're all connected. They all know each other, right? They all know each other. And this fucking, like, it's crazy. Epstein. They all, yeah, they're convicted. in the same circles. They all knew, they all, they flew on his jet with him. Um, I don't know. That's all I got to say. Go hashtag look it up for yourself because fucking bananas. Or don't. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. Either, ha- either way. Hashtag carefully, too. Yeah. yeah very carefully. He's a public address. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's that's uh, it's listening uh watch the documentary um Conspiracy of Silence. The first time I'd heard about the Franklin one, I it was on the podcast Sword and Scale. Listen to them. They're awesome. Uh, I think it was like it's one of the early ones, like uh, 8 or 9 or 7 or something. One of those early. They go into real detail on the Franklin case and it's 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 absolutely chilling. Um, and then it's chilling to listen to the Pizzagate stuff and realize how many fucking weird similarities there are. It's just weird, creepy, super creepy. Andrew, do you got you got to go? Yeah, man, I'm. I gotta we'll, work. We'll finish off the we'll finish off the reviews and stuff without you if you need to go. It's all that good. Works for me. Go save some lives, buddy. I'll do my best. All right, take it easy. Andrew's out. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, let's get in some. Uh, you got any new podcast reviews? I think so. I'm not sure if it might be a double read, but I'll, I'll read one at least. Terrifically eye opening and puts you at the edge of your seat by Dustin Langray from USA. This podcast is awesome. It really opens up your mind and makes you think about what's going on out there. Artificial intelligence taking over and extraterrestrials exploring Earth are my two favorite subjects here. It also makes me happy that they use profanity. It makes it fun. Some people don't think so, but some people get really upset when we say fuck. They pretty much leave the show. Uh, I can't get enough. Keep it up. Five out of five. Uh, I think that's our only new one on. I think we actually had read that one, so it's okay. Yeah. Double, up. double up. Uh, what about what about Zell's Prolapser of the Week? Oh, I do have Zell's Prolapser of the Week. Let me pull it up here. It was on Twitter. At Lindsay 0685-0596. Uh, she found us on a road trip and she's been loving it and telling all her friends. And that's exactly how the show grows because we don't advertise. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, 
What else we got? Oh, I gotta read some new uh new Patreon supporters. Woo woo! If you want to get early access to our stuff, it's our only way to keep the show going because we don't we don't use any ads. So support the show. Fall's coming up, and we got a uh, we got a lot of things on the go. It's gonna be great. Uh, we got Brian, Aria Abrego, Angela, Yuci or Yuchi, Ronnie Bao or Bo, Cole Gomez. That was one of our friends from AlienCon. Thanks for supporting the yeah. show. Clark. I wore the shirt the other day at the gym and I got a compliment. Oh, hell yeah. She knows what that is. Yeah, dope shirts. Clark the Keg. Jeffrey Wilcox. Mary Hart. Avis Lee. Larry Johnson. And that's it. That's all the new ones. So that's awesome. All you right. guys fucking rule. What else we got? Um, I think that's... Uh... I think that's also, as we like to say, um, keep those eyes on the skies. Thanks, guys. Um, I have, I have a good idea. I love ideas. Um, I think now that we're so far ahead, I want to start doing, um, far ahead. I don't know what it'll, what, far, what? Far ahead on what? Far ahead. Like we're, we've got like 75 shows. Oh yeah. I want to do, I want to do, I don't know what we'll call it, but it'll be Patreon only. So if you're listening to this, Patreon only, um, it'll be called like, we'll call it like.